Good evening. Welcome in to the final Boulevard post-game drink of the 2021 regular season. Missouri, a 34-17 loser to Arkansas in Fayetteville. First time the 180-pound Shelter Insurance Trophy is staying in the state of Arkansas since 2015. We will talk all about this one over the next 90 minutes. I want to give you guys a warning ahead of time. We're going to get to the calls pretty soon because there is a hard out on this show at 730. I've got to go cover Missouri basketball against Wichita State at 8. So the very latest this show can go is 730. I'll open up the phone lines in just a few minutes uh, and we will <clears throat> excuse me, get to your calls. I uh, do want to make sure to call your attention to the logo down there in the bottom left-hand of the screen. That is the Boulevard Brewing Company. They have all kinds of good stuff. Look, it's a long weekend. I hope you guys uh, partook in some yesterday, maybe some more today watching the game, maybe some more over a long weekend. Mizzou basketball tonight, plenty of college football tomorrow, NFL Sunday, all that. Boulevard has all kinds of products uh, fit anything you need, whether it's the beer you like, the Quirk uh, seltzers, the Fling cocktails, I actually found a new thing. I was driving yesterday and cutting down uh, on on my alcohol consumption. They have a new product. It's a non-alcoholic IPA called Flying Start. Uh, you guys should check that out for people who maybe don't need the alcohol but like the taste of beer. I'm telling you, if you pour it in a glass and you have it, you can't tell it's not just a regular beer. Had a couple of those yesterday. Drove home, felt fine this morning. So all good. Uh, check that out. Check out anything Boulevard does. Um after watching that game, you might need a little boulevard. <clears throat> Let's start with the good. Tyler Beatty was simply phenomenal all season long. Um, in five of Missouri's 12 games, he ran for 200 yards. In another one, he ran for 146. The end total was 268 carries for 1,604 yards, which is 26 more than Devin West had in the 1998 regular season. Uh, so that is a school record. 1,604 yards for Tyler Beatty, which he can add to in a bowl game if he plays. He also has had 14 rushing touchdowns, 18 total touchdowns, and as Aaron Murray said in the middle of this game, about the only coherent thing that was said on this broadcast, he's the whole team. And look, Missouri's defense got better. And I, I don't mean to totally disregard that. I think I think that statement is disregarding Harrison Mevis a little bit. But basically, this team is Tyler Beatty on offense. When they, when they have the ball, it is Tyler Beatty. And it is... Not anything else. And I know we are going to spend a lot of time talking about the quarterback. And I'm going to tell you, the quarterback, not good today. Not good at all. He threw for 65 yards. He was, uh, let me look at the exact stats. We've got them here for you. Uh, Connor Bezalak on the day, 10 for 26, 65 yards and an interception. It, look, that's terrible. Any way you slice it, it's terrible. But also, who gets open on this team? He had one guy catch more than two passes. That was Kiki Chisholm, three for 37 yards. And again, like some of that is on the quarterback, but there's almost never anybody open. Where are the playmakers on the outside on this team? Where's the offensive line? It was just beat to smithereens today by Arkansas. Um, 
amazingly, Arkansas didn't have a sack, but like there were a lot of times they were getting pressure with three guys. Basilak was taking huge hits. I do not mean to minimize the fact that Connor Basilak played a terrible game at quarterback. I know we're going to talk about that. We're going to spend a lot of time on it, and I don't want to completely disregard it. But nobody else on offense is any good either right now besides Tyler Beatty. I mean, we're not seeing these dynamic receivers. Look, Mookie Cooper had one carry for five yards, didn't have a catch. J.J. Hester didn't have a touch. Dominic Lovett didn't have a touch. The only guy who ever really seems to get open is Boo Smith, and he can't figure out a way to play more than seven snaps a game. So... Eli Drinkwitz has a huge offensive retooling to do this offseason. We will spend all kinds of time talking about that. I don't want to spend too much, you know, uh, breaking it down here because, like I said, I want to get to your guys' phone calls. Just take a look at the raw numbers. I mean, Arkansas averaged, I'm doing quick math here, eight yards a play. Missouri averaged five. And uh, most of those came on rushing. I actually gave Missouri too much credit there. It's not 76 passing yards. It's 65. Um, I, I mean, you can't win a Division One game with 65 uh, passing yards. And look, somebody already knows the number before we actually officially open up the phone line, so let's just go ahead and do it. We'll go to the 314 area code. Who's on the line? Hey, Gabe. Nitro here. Uh, well, how you doing, man? What was he – I'm well, Gabe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What was he doing? Like, why not – at some point in the third quarter, give a shot to Cooker Macon. Like, why not? Yeah, I'm, it, I'm asking you, like, why not? It's a fair question, and he is going to be asked that. I'm sure his postgame press conference is going on about now. I promise he's going to be asked that. Um, and, and completely fair Our, question. Uh, here, here is the only theory I can come up with. This is what you guys better. I, I don't know what you better hope is that. He somehow is being incredibly stubborn trying to fix Connor Bazelak. That's what you have to hope because the alternative is he truly believes that's the best quarterback on his team. And if that's the case, you're in big, big trouble next year. Because, I, I mean, look, if I'm Brady Cook, I'm out. I'm just going to say that. I, I mean, if, if you can't play over that, then you leave. I don't, I don't see any reason not to. I, I want to hate on what you just said. You, you make a really valid point. I, I cannot argue that at all. Like, so, so then you're saying that to the rest of us as your fans who are your diehard listeners, we are now putting our eggs in the sand on that. Is that what you're saying, though? I, that's what it seems like to me. Because, look, the way – I mean, Connor Basilak – I don't want to be there, Gabe. I don't want to be there. I hear you. I'm not sure what choice there. I mean, unless okay, there is there is a change. There's a possible solution there. If Tyler Macon makes a significant leap between now and the start of next season, um, then then that can change. Uh, but like Connor Basilak, that is a broken quarterback. Like mentally, that that is a kid that just to me looks like he has no confidence, and I, I don't think his coach really, really believes bad. it. It was really bad. It was. It was. And I look, it's not I, I want to be clear. It is not all on Basilak, but he's it, we know what quarterback is, and he was bad today. There's no hiding that. From I mean, this the like third play of the game or whatever is a pass that 
like you just have to hit Boo Smith for that pass. That has to be a touchdown if you're going to go win a, a game where you're a two touchdown underdog. Um, and it, it was one of many. It was one of many that he missed. There were yeah. several. And the, and then the other thing is how many times, other than that play by Boo Smith, how many times were there actually guys open? Like we saw Traylon Burks just destroying a Missouri defensive back so that literally all K.J. Jefferson has to do is get it close to him. I, I Like, the quarterback uh-huh. is an issue. The receivers are also an issue. The tight ends are an issue, and I yeah, think the yeah, line's I was an issue. On, I was defeated on the first drive when he missed two guys. I'm going to one with a questionable foot, yeah, whatever. But he missed two wide-open guys running deep on the first drive. And look, when that happened, I thought, man, if, if Drinks plays today and to run deep and take some shots downfield, I mean, like I'll take that. I'll take that risk with this team. No, no questions asked. You might lose, but at least you went down swinging. And yeah. after that, the first drive, I don't think you took the ball down the field more than maybe once, maybe. Yeah, and and I to be fair, I thought the first one was a really good throw to Dominic Lovett, and I thought Lovett. Fair. Gave up on the route a little bit. He also got interfered with, so it could have been that. I thought the first one was a really good throw. The second one was brutal, and and you can't overcome that, obviously. I mean, they're a very flawed team, and, and when you get something like that, it has to it has to work, and it didn't work. Um, no, but it, I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's going to be a really interesting and difficult offseason in spring football because right now, I your hope is – a quarterback that looks like he can't get fixed gets fixed, or a true freshman who I saw unable to complete three-yard passes becomes a, a good starting quarterback, or a kid coming in from high school is your guy. I mean, those are the three options right now. I get it, man. Hey, listen, you're going to have a busy night, I'm sure. I am running around downtown Fayetteville, so I'm going to let you run. Um, but good luck tonight. I think you're going to need it, and uh, you know, I appreciate all the work you do, and uh, – I don't know. Let's, let's hope for a good bowl game and, and uh, a Sam Horn to be really, really, really awesome. Sounds good, Nitro. Thanks, man. Let's stay in the 314 area code. Who's on the line? This is Steven from St. Louis. What's up, Steven? How you doing, man? Yeah, I was uh, had a couple points about tonight. I think this loss is kind of on Drinkwitz, not Wilkes. Okay. thought the defense played well until yeah. they got tired. Uh, the question I had for you is, um, you know, we talked about having an open quarterback competition next year. Mm-hmm. Having been having a month off, maybe do they uh, start that sooner? Do they look at Brady Cook just to see for the bowl game? Because like you said, Sam Horn's coming in, and all season I've been hoping this kid is great, but then he's playing baseball. He's not coming yeah. in until the right. summer, so it's unrealistic to think this kid comes in and just blows everything away. So I'm afraid that if we have an open competition in the summer, it's going to be Baylock again with the most experience and whatnot. Yeah. um, I I mean, yes, if it's me, I would open up the competition for the bowl game. I would say I don't know who my starter is because that's how bad today was. But, like, literally Drinkwitz hasn't done it all year. He's made it pretty clear this is his guy. Now, Tyler Macon could technically play in a bowl game and have another year and all that. Uh, or I uh, still still have his red shirt. I mean, that would only be his fourth game, so he could play in another game. Uh, Cook's basically already used his red shirt. But, yes, I would open it up. Will Drinkwitz? I don't know. He hadn't done it all year. Um, I, I don't know why he necessarily would do so now. Awesome. I, 
The only other thing is I'm extremely frustrated with today's outcome, um, but couldn't be happier for Tyler Beatty. Yeah. Uh, I thought he played a hell of a game. He's had a hell of a season. I, uh, I wish nothing but the best for that kid in his future. Uh, thanks, Gabe. Appreciate it, Stephen. Hundred percent on uh, right on there, man. I mean, you gotta you gotta respect the hell out of Tyler Beatty, not just for today, but but for this whole season. Let's come back to the uh, five seven three area code. Who am I talking to? Yeah, yeah, this is Jeremy. Nice to talk to you. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing, man? Hey, I got I, I got four points. I'm gonna try and keep them as coherent as possible. But first off, I think you already hit on it. But uh, pass off to Tyler Beatty. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the defense over the last couple games for their improvement. you got to acknowledge the uh, the trajectory. Uh, yeah. I think we changed that. I talked about that in a call earlier in the season. So, start with the positive. Um, now we got to go to, you know, some of the ugly. Um, I've played sports a long time, my whole life, and, you know, you, you learn the team takes on the persona of the head coach. And today it was like Drinkwitz jumped in a really cold swimming pool and the team kind of followed suit, if you know what I mean. Um, there just wasn't a whole lot of uh, throw it out there and let's see what happens. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, you know, I, something you've said all season long is the primary job of the quarterback is to throw the ball. Yeah. You know, and this goes back to are they going to run or are they not going to run? And uh, I, I kind of agree, but also I think the quarterback is responsible for making the defense account for them. And right now, Connor Bayslake does not do that. Yes. So – you know, hopefully there's a whole lot of Sam Horn to touchdown Luther next year. Yeah. Um, I, and last, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. Uh, so my last point was uh, the one coherent thing the uh, announcing crew on CBS said today was 65 yards passing only really goes for a service academy. So yeah. being a Naval Academy graduate, I'm going to say go, go Navy, beat Army. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, Jeremy, I appreciate the call, and and I want to go kind of kind of step by step there. Obviously, the Beatty stuff, one hundred percent right. And, and I mean, seriously, guys, what if I would have told you, even a month ago, even if we're sitting here, you know, after the Vandy game, hey, at the end of this season, you're going to have a defense that is dragging this offense to the finish line. None of you would have believed me. You would have said I understood nothing about football. And yet, that's where we are. Like, it, the first eight weeks of this season, they were 4-4 four and four because the defense was historically awful and kept them from being 6-2. and two. The last four weeks of this season, they were 2-2 two and two only because the defense did enough to win them two games when the offense, frankly, did almost nothing for a month. I mean... And, look, it is a concern, and it's a quarterback concern, but it's more than that. Your head coach is the offensive coordinator. Offense is his thing, and that offense was brutal for the last month of the year. Let's go back to the 573 area code. Who's there? You there with me? Hey, Gabe, you there? Yeah. Hey, Gabe, it's Jason. How are you today? Not bad. What's going on, Jason? First off, Tyler Beatty, um, oh my gosh, um, what an amazing season. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you and ask your honest opinion. Does Brady Cook transfer out after a game like this and is Sam Horn just licking his chops going, I can definitely do better than that guy just did next year? 
first of all, we don't try to push kids out, but yeah, if you're you're not paying attention if you don't think there's a pretty decent chance Brady Cook transfers out. I mean, the starting quarterback just went 10 for 26 for 65 yards and the backup never got a chance until, you know, until he came in to hand off to let Beatty break the record. So yeah, you you absolutely have to think that is a strong possibility if not a likelihood. And with Horn, yeah, I mean, he's coming in here trying to win the job next August and and I'll be honest I'm not sure that I I'm not sure that wouldn't be the best thing for the future of this program. Now, I'm not saying for next year necessarily, but long term it would be great if Sam Horn comes in here and is good enough to win the starting quarterback job next year. I I think it would would probably honestly be the best case scenario for the future of the program. Yeah, it's 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 just too frustrating because this and I'm hoping maybe with a different quarterback we see more out of wide receivers because they just didn't do much this year. Nothing. Um, and, and we saw some glimpses of some guys, but you know, I I just hope that the, the next season looks a lot better. Um, hopefully the quarterback play is better because I I don't know what happened to Bazelak. I thought maybe he'd be a little better, but man, he was below average all year. Yeah, he. I, I mean, I thought he was. Above average until the overtime interception at Boston College. And then I don't know what happened. It just – it was like on that play the whole thing flipped. And it just went – it got it, it got worse every week. I mean, honestly, I think Drinkwitz did Basilak a little bit of a disservice for by not sitting him down because he just, he just kept trotting him out there. And the kid just – he didn't have it mentally or physically. And this fan base is so – has turned so against Connor Bazelak, and I'm not sure it's all his fault. I mean, I, I'm not sure he didn't do his starting quarterback a little bit of a disservice by continuing to play him. Yeah, but oh well. Well, you know, now we've got a bowl game to look forward to in spring football, so. Yeah. Yep. Thank you a lot, Gabe. You got it, Jason. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. And uh, we do have the phone lines open, guys. We got the got the number up on the screen now. It's 573-234-4935. Uh, 573-234-4935. Give me a call. Uh, again, I, I've got about an hour. Um, going to have to cut it off at that point to, to, to go cover basketball. But if you want to get calls in, if you've got anything to say about this one other than, well, I mean, feel free to call in if what you have to say is, oh my God, the quarterback plays terrible and what's wrong with the offense. That's fine. We can talk about that more. Um, but would, would love to have your calls and, and talk about it. Um, I, I want to take a minute just for some perspective on Tyler Beatty again, 1,604 yards, which is a, uh, Single-season Missouri record. He's somewhere just short of 2,000 yards from scrimmage, which is the most anyone in program history has ever had other than Jeremy Macklin. Or all-purpose yards, I'm sorry. Now, Macklin obviously has a lot of return yards in there. Um, The yards from scrimmage is a school record, um, I believe, with 19... I don't know, about 1960, if memory serves. So I don't think anybody's ever had that many from scrimmage because so many of Macklin's were, uh, were return yards. And uh, let's go back to the phone line now, 573 area code. Who's there? Hey, Gabe, it's Justin Ferguson. How you doing, man? Not bad. What's up, Justin? Hey, not too much. Uh, you know, I think I think the one good thing, you know, coming out of, you know, even though, you know, it's 6-6 six six season, the one good thing, you know, is at least the – you know, Wilkes has got the defense, I think, kind of turned around. Something to kind of look forward to going into the bowl game and going into next year, kind of building on that momentum. And then I I think, you know, for the bowl game, 
I think Drink's going to have – it's got to be open competition for, for the quarterback job yeah. uh, for the bowl game. You've got to start building for the future. And then also even even at the running back position because they're going to – they're not going to have Tyler Beatty next year. They're going to have to figure something else out and, right. uh, and get somebody well, else a run. Um, he was just fantastic today. I love watching that kid play. Uh, it's going to suck seeing him leave, but, um, you know, it's uh, they're going to have to figure out something that's uh, running back and quarterback kind of going forward and then uh, also a wide receiver. So let's let's talk about quarterback. Let's say you open up the competition for the bowl game, right? And let's say you don't start Connor Bazelak. So – we kind of agree there's a pretty good chance Brady Cook's leaving, right? So what yeah. if you say, okay, open competition for the bowl game and you don't start Basilak? What if he transfers? You're now going into next season, your entire quarterback room is Tyler Macon and Sam Horn. I mean, that's flat-out scary. I, I don't know well, if you can I, do that. No, but what I, what I think is if you, start, if you were to start Cook for the bowl game, let's just say you start Cook, right? Then the only thing you may be looking at is maybe Bazelak leaving because if Cook starts, he's thinking, okay, if Bazelak transfers out, or if, if if he starts, he's probably thinking, hey, I may got a shot in the spring to win this job. And I mean, okay, and then so, and then for argument's sake, let's say in spring he doesn't win the job and then he transfers out. See, I I think you get in a real dangerous spot real fast if you lose Bazelak. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what? I mean, having Bazelak right now, what, what right. has he really helped you with? That's the flip side. You is, know what I mean? You're talking about a guy that just threw for 65 yards. So, right. And, and now we've seen Bazelak be better, and I agree. Yeah. I think it's a confidence thing with Bazelak. I think it's absolutely confidence with him right now. I don't think it's not something. Like, I don't think he can't play. We've seen him do it. Um, I think some of it's also that you know these SEC defensive coordinators have kind of figured out. A little bit about Drink's offense. Yeah, I, and have played played the coverages a lot better, and have made it a lot harder. Which is why, though, I think for Drink, in order for him to be successful on offense, I think he's going to have to have a quarterback who can move. Yeah. I mean, KJ Jefferson's not special. He's not Peyton Manning back there. No, but but he made like he made a few he, plays today he, that were pretty impressive. He, he makes he. He makes one or two throws a game that are really good where you go, wow, that was a good throw. The other ones, I mean, they were standard passes. One of them, he basically just threw it up there and his wide receiver right. just ran under it. It just so happened that the cornerback was, you know. Six yards behind. Away. Right, and so that's that's <laughs> the other problem with Missouri's offense is where's the wide receiver that does that to a defense? They don't have one. Uh, they don't have one. Not not. They don't have one this year. They they're might have, have one next you know, year. Luther and look, I've going to have to hope he's the guy. Right. That's the key. I was going to say you have to hope because I've seen Luther and he looks special now, but it's high school, right? So it's got to translate. So yeah. l- let me real quick, you said the other thing, you'd open it up in, in the bowl game. I, let me say this. Tyler Beatty deserves every, if he plays the bowl game, which I'm not sure if he will, but I think he might, he deserves every single carry he wants. If he comes to Eli Drinkwitz and says, I want the ball on every play, that's what Missouri should do in the bowl game. They owe him that for this year. Uh, I, I, I I firmly believe that. Tyler Beatty gets every single snap he can take in the bowl game. as a, a. Now, I think in the fourth quarter tonight, it was pretty clear. The only thing they were focused on was getting Tyler that record, and I think that's great. I have no problem with that. But I think if he tells you he's going to play the bowl game, then I don't think another running back takes a snap. 
I, I think he gets every single snap until he says, I want to come out. Yeah, I get that. But, I mean, you you know, the, the thing about it is Drink can't just look at for the bowl game or Owen Tyler. Like, Tyler Bates already got the record. So, going forward, Drink's job and Drink's responsibility is building towards next but, year. But you do if that Tyler more. and be a part of that. To me, with Elijah Young or B.J. Harris or whoever it is, you do that more in spring football than you do in 10 carries against, you know, I don't know, whatever middle-of-the-road ACC team or non-Power 5 team they'll play. Well, that's why, I, that's why I'm saying you give them more. you got you got to find out what you got in these guys because they don't, they don't know what they have at all at backup running back right now. No, that's fair. And I would yeah. much rather than try to have some sort of knowledge going into spring ball rather than, hey, spring ball, okay, you know, it looks good sort of against our defense, but then you get, you get in the fall camp and then we don't know what we have, you yeah. know, next fall. Fair points, man. It's And I'm not sure if there's a right answer, but he's got some tough decisions in the next month, no question. He, he does, Gabe, and I appreciate it, man. Thanks for this. Uh, you have a, you know, Appreciate it, Justin. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, being with us all year long. Let's go now to the 417 area code. Who's on the phone? Hey, Gabe. It's Stuart down in uh, Springfield, Missouri. How are you, sir? What's up, Stuart? How are you, man? Uh, Man, what a tough year, right? Uh, Six and six couldn't be more ugly. But that's that's how we got there. But big props to, to Tyler Bay. I mean, we, we saw him his freshman year against Purdue mm-hmm. and that last drive that, that won us the game down there or up there, if you will. But just a, a, a tremendous season by him. Um, I want to propose a question to you. Let's just say that however it happens, you know, the quarterback room gets shuffled and, and you know, we tra- everybody transfers out except mm-hmm. for, you know, Macon and, and God hope that Horn is the best player in the history of college football. What transfer quarterback have you? There seems to be a name that I, I've been. I, I I can't think of his name, but there seems to be a couple of transfer quarterbacks out there, and we've done this, and it wasn't very good. But do you know of any transfer quarterback that we would even attempt to? Uh, to go and get for, for for next year? Yeah, I don't really yet. I think that'll more shake out, you know, over the next two to three weeks after season's end and semester's end and stuff. So there's nobody out there that I know is on the market. And it, this is where, like, we're getting ahead of ourselves because I'm sure Eli Drinkwitz has a better feeling for, you know, who's coming, who's going, all that than I do or than, than you do. I hope he does. If he doesn't, that's an issue. But, um, you know, so yeah. I think he probably has a little more idea. And I'm not going to rule out the idea that they end up needing a transfer quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people think Spencer Rattler is leaving Oklahoma. That's all well and good. I don't really think Missouri's going to be the place that he would end up. Uh, there's a guy leaving LSU, I think, Miles Brennan. Um, there might be – there will be some others. Um, and could Missouri be in that market? Certainly. I think if two guys transfer out, if Basilak even transfers out, I think you have to be in that market. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's just – there's a little too much unknown to start quite going down that path until we do get a little clarity. I, I feel you there. You know – 
long season and then a quick season and then a, a long day today. Yeah. I appreciate everything you do, uh, especially the post game. It, it's 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 so deflating that you know the game ends and then that's it. But this year you you stepped it up, and I know myself. I really appreciate at least being able to continue to talk uh, even after the game's over. We got 15 practices. Let's go play in whatever bowl game we got. And uh, <laughs> good luck tonight, man. I hope we can pull out a victory at Wichita. All right, sounds Thanks good, lot, Stuart. Thanks for thanks for being a part of it tonight, and 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 for being a part of it throughout the season. Um, appreciate everybody uh, who, who is calling in, and and again, if you want to call in, we're clear right now five seven three two three four four nine three five. I want to get back real quick uh, to the point I was making about Tyler Beatty. So, as far as individual seasons go, I think you kind of have to separate quarterbacks, right? Because quarterback is such a, a weird. Uh, such a unique position like Chase Daniels 2007 season is the best individual season in school history I, I don't think there's really an argument against that um you know even going way way back to Paul Christman and stuff I mean Chase's 2007 season is kind of in a category of its own and then you have some of the things Brad did and and maybe Phil Bradley and, and things like that but as far as non-quarterback goes I've always said that Denario Alexander in 2009 is the greatest individual season in Missouri history. And I think I'd still say that, but Tyler Beatty is now in the discussion. And I'll I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but let's go now to the line. uh, 573 area code. Who's there? Hey, Gabe. What's going on? Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Craig from Jeff City. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I... I'm just curious. I haven't heard this storyline talked about much, but if you're Sean Robinson and you got benched after being terrible against Alabama and half a game against Tennessee, how do you look at this season with Basilak and think you benched me for that, but he gets to play it out? That's the first thing. And then the second thing, uh, we just talked about transfers with that last caller, but uh, do you have to go get a grad transfer? So that Horn doesn't get a little scared, or do you go with well, best available quarterback transfer that would come to Mizzou if that was the possibility, or if that was the road they went down? Yeah, no, I I do think if you get a transfer quarterback, I think you got to go grad transfer because I I mean if you get a kid who's a sophomore making and Horn are looking and going, hold on, man, this is not what I signed up for, right? If you get a grad right. transfer, I think you can sell one year, but I, I think it's almost got to be a guy that has one year left because I, I I mean Horn and Macon are the future of this thing one way or another, I think. So, you know, long-term beyond, if you need a bridge to get to them next year, then you do that. But I think long-term those have to be your guys. Ultimately, whether he succeeds here or not is going to depend largely on, did he evaluate well on Tyler Macon and or Sam Horn, not can he go get a transfer bandaid um, that that's the right guy. Um, as far as the Sean Robinson thing, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. I would say that, I mean, Sean is one of the most positive kids I've ever been around. He seems to be a great teammate, not a guy that probably looks at it that way. I think he's gratefully found a position he can get on the field. He's already said he's coming back next year. So I I do understand the question, and it's kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I really don't think that's an issue with Sean. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I was just thinking he's poured out. 
you know, his heart switching to defense, even getting injured, throwing himself in there. But just an interesting angle. So appreciate the time. Appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Tyler Bailey, Beatty, like everybody else is doing. All right, Craig, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. All right, have a good one. That's uh, Appreciate Craig and, and all you guys calling in there. Again, the phone lines are open if you want to call. Uh, but back to kind of Beatty versus Denario really now is to me the best individual season in school history. And and I want to look up Tyler Beatty's like total offensive numbers because we, we talked about the, the, uh, the running numbers, right? He has 1,604 rushing yards with the game still to go. Uh, Denario, I believe, had 1781 receiving in uh, in 2009. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to the 832 area code. Who's on the line? Yeah, this is Ryan. How are you, Gabe? Not bad. What's up, Ryan? Hey, couple things. Really, just one thing. Um, I didn't. I've never noticed it during the season, and maybe just me being a, a novice fan. But they did bring it up quite a bit during the game today. The dependence to run to the outside always to the left. And uh, I know they, I believe that Delgado was injured, but uh, was he, is he, was he the right guard that's injured? And that was just the reason why they're going to the left or, or did you have any insight on that? Um, honestly, I have a hard time keeping track, especially because Case Cook was hurt. I think he was started the season as the right guard and Delgado was the left guard, but they've shuffled so many guys in and out of there. Honestly, I'm not sure. I, it, yeah. it's an interesting point in, in, uh, PFF does keep track of like rushing direction. So that might be something I look up for like my Monday column and see, you know, how much more they ran to the left and if they were more successful and stuff like that. I, I don't truly know off the top of my head and it, it hasn't necessarily stuck out. But it was also interesting today. I noticed in the first quarter, both the holding calls were on the left tackle, you know, so I, I don't know if, if that's exactly. a thing. But, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It's like it seemed like they're you know kept forcing the left, forcing the left. Yet that's where the holdings that really just kind of crippled uh, a couple drives uh, there for us. So uh, yeah, I thought it was just very interesting on that one. Um, I mean, knowing who's coming back, the offensive line next year, do you see it being much of a difference in what it is right now? Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I was encouraged that in the. I think it was the South Carolina game. EJ and Doma Ogar played a bunch. So he's now got some experience. You've seen Bobby Lawrence out there a little bit. I mean, I think it's kind of rare for a guy in, you know, his fourth year all of a sudden to take a leap, but maybe he's he's a guy that can give you a little something next year. I think Connor Tollison's probably going to be the starting center for Maddy. So that's a, a change, Good. you know. Um so I think there are going to be some new bodies in there. I wouldn't count on the the true freshman, but I also wouldn't rule out maybe a transfer offensive lineman. Um, to, to kind of help overhaul that because, like, the line, if Tyler Beatty had the year he had, the line can't be bad, but there was also a lot of times I felt like it wasn't very good this year, which I know sounds weird, but I, I do think it needs to be upgraded. Absolutely. It seemed like a, there was a few times uh, Beatty definitely, just for the phenomenal player, he has really kind of saved the line there, right? It so kind of did it on his own. Individual performances on his part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gabe, appreciate these. Always fun to listen to. Um, have a good one. All right, Ryan. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of it tonight. And uh, and 
I, I keep this is a, a disjointed point I keep trying to make because uh, we keep getting calls, which is great. The calls are better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't don't call in. Call in. Eventually, I, I will get these numbers compared. But Tyler Beatty, 268 carries for 1,604 yards this season. You had 335 receiving. Let me check if he had any receiving he had negative five yards receiving tonight. So 330 yards receiving gives you 1934 uh, from scrimmage and 18 touchdowns. So keep those numbers in your mind while we get to the 636 area code. Who's there? Hey, Gabe, what's up? This is Josh. What's up, Josh? How you doing, man? Pretty good. Hope you are as well. and hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, same. I Last time I called in, I believe it was after uh, – the last game they lost, which I forget off the top of my head Georgia. which one that was. Yeah. Yes, and I complained about the play calling a little bit, and uh, you kind of talked me out of it. It was like, well, play calling is kind of a buzzword that we like to use right. you know, when things aren't going well, and those play calls, if they end up being successful, then we like them when, right. if they weren't successful, then we say the play calling was terrible. But today, I don't know if I can quite be talked out of it because I was – that to me, besides Bayslack, which I'll have a comment on him too, <laughs> just like everyone else. Um, but to me, that was one of the biggest reasons they lost today. I just was not a fan a lot of, of a lot of the excuse me play calls. I'm stumbling oh. a little bit with my word. Um, but uh, like there was an instance where it was fourth and one at the beginning of the game. I believe it was their first offensive drive. They don't go for it. Okay, understandable. But then later on, when Arkansas had already taken the lead and it's fourth and five, and they're right at about midfield or so, then they decide sense to me. And I understand these receivers aren't, you know, they're not great athletes. They don't get a ton of separation. But Chisholm and Dove, you know, those are guys that are bigger targets, and they mm-hmm. really uh, – they're good on the contested catches. And, you know, where you like to use that ability is on routes like slants and things of that nature. And I don't know if I saw a single slant thrown today. Um, I thought they got a little too cute at times, and uh, and I know it's hard to run the plays that maybe you want to run when you just have subpar talent. But I saw a lot of play calls today that I just was not a fan of. I mean, you you ran Connor Bazelak on a QB draw a couple yeah. times, and I mean to me, talk about not knowing your team. I just don't know why you would run a draw with Bazelak. You know, given what we've seen with him this year, his lack of mobility. Yeah, running him almost seemed to me like Drinkwitz and Bazelak making a point. Like, see, we can do this. You know, don't say we can't yeah. do this. We can do it. I mean, they can't because they didn't. But so I'm gonna I'm going to agree and disagree with what you said, Josh. So which one do you want me to do first? Uh, up to you. We'll, okay. we'll get the disagree out of, out of the way. Okay. So the disagreement I would have is on the first series of the game. Dominic Lovett is open deep, and it didn't work, but it did get 15 yards. And on that same series, Boo Smith is open for, I mean, what is a touchdown? I, I mean, it just is. For on 97% of the time, that's a touchdown. If that play is made, how much different, you know, I, does it open things up? You're up 7 nothing now. Does I'm not saying Missouri wins if, they, if, if that play is hit. I'm just saying it kind of changes some things. Um, and like, we're talking about a coach who schemed up two potential touchdowns in the first four plays from scrimmage and his team didn't execute it. So that's one instance. Now where I'll agree with you, I told Mitchell 40 in the middle of the second quarter, I texted him. I said, the third down play calling has been bizarre to me 
Because, like, if you're in third and two and you know you're punting, if you don't get it, then why is the play of, of you know, downfield pass? If, if you're yep. punting and you don't get it, then run the ball. Now, if you're in third and five and you know you're going for it, then why aren't you running to make it fourth and two? It just – it seemed very – some of the third down play calls I didn't think set up the fourth down decisions very well at all. Um, and so, it, but also, I've never watched a football game that I couldn't pick out four or five plays where I said, well, I don't think that was the right thing there. You know, so so I don't want to harp on it too much. But yes, there were some instances. I think the bigger issue is simply that I don't know, I don't know what plays you call when you literally can't pass. Like when you can't protect yep. the quarterback and when you protect him, he's not accurate. And when he's accurate, nobody's open. I mean, other than hand the ball to Tyler Beatty, I don't know what plays to call with this offense as it's currently constituted. Well, yeah, and at the end of the day, and that goes into my next point, uh, that's on the coach too because you kind of touched on it earlier, but you didn't say it the way I'm about to put it. Um, you know, when you have a quarterback that – over and over again has shown you he's pretty much incapable and you keep putting him out there and become at a point it becomes it's on you. Oh yeah. It's not on yep. that quarterback. Yep. And yeah. And then it, it's, yeah. it's very easy to say, you know, that, that Brady cook would have been better or that Tyler Macon would have been better. We don't know that there's no way to prove that, but also it can't be disproven and so we're just sitting here going, well, I know this guy was really bad, so why not take a shot with another guy? And and today was, I mean, there were times earlier in the year, I would have done it in the Tennessee game, I would have given somebody else a look, I would have given somebody else a look in the A&M game. Um, and today was the worst, though. Today was just, it almost seemed, yeah. it, again, it almost seemed unfair to Connor Bazelak to keep putting him out there. Yeah, and there was one in the game. I don't know if you listened to the broadcast a ton from this oh, game, yeah. but they were saying every single time Basic was out there, they were saying exactly what all Mizzou fans were thinking. And there was even at one point where one of the other commentators said, you know, their quarterback, he has trouble running the ball. And then Aaron Murray goes, he has trouble throwing it too. <laughs> yeah. And you talked about how uh, Cook and Macon, we don't know if they can be better. But I feel like, you know, with today, what was it, 60 passing yards, 10 for 24 or something like that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the floor for them is Connor Bazelak, what he was today. Yeah, and, like, sometimes you just got to do something different just for the sake of being different, right? Like, maybe it doesn't work, but what you were doing wasn't going to work. I mean, it became pretty clear early in that once that game was 24-6, that thing was over. They weren't winning that game, you know, and so I, I agree. This is at least the third game. Look, I would have made a switch. And me, sometimes people take it as me defending Basilak, and that's not really it. I'm just trying to kind of explain what the rationale might be. I'll be honest. I don't know right. what the rationale was today. I mean, I, I it just it reached a point where it just seemed not only unfair to Cook and or Macon, but kind of unfair to Connor. Yeah, and we kind of actually touched on that the last time I called in. Um, quarterback is the only position change you can make in football that can really change the mindset of an entire team and like really like rejuvenate things. Um, if that makes sense, 
Um, and I feel like that's an aspect that maybe should have been considered a little bit more because I also felt like their body language was a little bit off today with Connor, with a lot of the offense. I don't really think that I, – yeah, I think – I think, and I don't want to, like – I'm not saying this as a matter of fact because you don't want to put words in the right. kids' mouths, but I almost feel like that other players are starting to go, man, when are we going to see something different? And I also mm. – this will be kind of my last thought for you. Um, and I – I don't think you you're not in the press box for games this year, right? No, I'm I'm watching on TV this year. But but Mitchell's there. Uh, he was at the home games. The road games, he was not because uh, post games okay. all on Zoom. Okay, so he might have seen uh, enough to maybe answer this question a little bit better than you, because uh, the camera caught it a few times today too. And and look, maybe this is just me coming up with something just based on what I've seen on the broadcast. Um, but it almost seems like that drink coddles Connor Bazelak more than I've seen of any coach and quarterback combination. Like, hey, man, you got this. Like, stuff that you'd so, be saying to you know, a little league quarterback. And, may, and maybe I'm just, you know, coming up with stuff, like I said, based on what I saw. But th- there just seems to be a blind allegiance towards them. Yeah, I mean, as far as coddling, like, look, I think the biggest thing you have to do when you're a coach is you can't treat every kid the same. Like, you've got to understand the kids who can take screaming and yelling and cursing at them and the kids who don't right. respond to that, right? So so maybe he maybe – he, maybe the way Connor responds is is to, you know, kind of positive reinforcement. Maybe that's – and also, again, hey, there aren't cameras at practice every Tuesday and Wednesday. Who has any idea, really? Yeah. But – you know, I won't. I won't fault Drinkwitz necessarily for that part of it, um, may, because maybe that's that's what he needs to do to get what he can get out of Connor. But uh, Josh, appreciate the call, man, and appreciate you being part of the show all year long. Thanks, Gabe, and thanks for doing the show. All right, we'll talk to you. We're going to go to the three one four area code. We got a couple of you, so if your number ends in two three, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, Gabe. How's it going? This is this is Jeff from St. Charles. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. My first time calling your show, but I've been uh, been watching it for a few weeks here. I just wanted to say, <clears throat> I kind of want to meet uh, the two factions of pro-drink and anti-drink uh, as a play caller. I kind of want to meet both of them halfway because we've got the side that says, this guy was all hype, he's not a good play caller, Okay. And then we've got the side that says, well, he needs a couple more years. Once he has all the players, then, then he'll prove you wrong. What I feel is that <clears throat> neither side is truly correct. We don't know that Drinkwitz is a guru and a super stud genius offensive player. Correct. What we, I mean, off the coordinator. We know that he's aspiring to be that. We know that he is the trickery and the have a really, really thick playbook. We know that he's that type of an offensive coordinator, and that's what he wants to be. We have no clue if he is good at it yet. So, no one's totally wrong. Right. Drinkwitz is in the infancy of his career, the infancy of his head coaching career. So, we're kind of in a situation where we're going to be firing around takes about a guy, and look, this guy hasn't even become what he's going to be yet. So this is what it's like to be trying to climb Mount Everest as a lower-rung, middling program, at least. That's how we've been the last five years. And then not only are we trying to climb that mountain, but we're trying to do it while playing against Georgia and Alabama. Right. So 
going to be Alabama a lot more in a couple of years. We, we all know what that, why that is. So <clears throat> I think that we've got to say, okay, yes, he doesn't have a full roster of NFL slash SEC players. So you can't say that the, the offensive coaching is poor yet. But you know what else you can't say? You can't say, hey, hang on, everything's going to be great because he's a good coach and you just wait. Now, if he was a good coach in the FCS or whatever level he was at uh, when he wasn't the head coach, but now he's the head coach. Oh, and he's the head coach in the SEC. And we ain't seen nothing out of the guy yet, play call wise. We see him trying to be that guy. Now, once we get the players in the next year and the year after, then we'll find out which is it. Was it the player lacking a lack of players? Or does this guy now have the good players and at least of a representative top 25 level, even if we're not going to get to the Georgia Alabama level, I think we're headed to a top 25 roster in the next two, three years. In the next so, two years. So, so, yeah, all. Go ahead. It's like, neither side can really claim what their claim is. Neither side can. So, I'm not saying that either side, hey, you're, you just, you're just impatient, you're wrong. You're just not right or wrong yet. And Drake right. may end up being an all height guy who, who, who belongs as an assistant or a coordinator and as a chief recruiter and a highly paid assistant. Or is he going to have the type of pragmatic, um, uh, type B, a little bit of type B where he steps back, he sees that something is not quite as good as he thought he was going to be at it. Does he become a guy who wants to be the umbrella head coach and now he's going to hire an offensive coordinator to run his system, but to run it with all focus on one job versus you're in charge of the whole staff? So all, I think it's going to yeah. be great. We're going to get to find out. We're going to get to find out if he's a good coach because you know what? He's going to have SEC players next year and he's really going to have them next year. So everybody just hang on. You might be right. I don't know. I'm not saying he's good. I'm saying. I want to find out what happens when he actually has a quarterback that is performing at any level at all, which we yeah. didn't even have quarterbacking at all this season, basically. Right. And I mean, then we have a Randy Moss type guy when Luther Burton's in there next year. So things can change quickly when you take those two weaknesses out and you don't just replace them, but you replace them with either Sam Horn or Tyler Macon and you replace them with the next Randy Moss. So everybody's going to find out if he's good or not next year, the next year after that. Uh, and it'll be painful if he's not good, but if he is, holy smokes, we're going to be on our way because the players are all there, baby. All right, go Mizzou. Jeff, okay. I was I was with you all the way until you. Here. I was with you all the way until you made Luther Burden the next Randy Moss without having played it down at college football. So here's what here's what I was going to like. I, 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 can I couch that? Can I couch that? Yes. I mean, in college football, he's going to look like Randy Moss. He might. In college football, he will. He might. He's the quarterback. I mean, he Randy Moss had probably should have won the Heisman Trophy um, in, in college at Marshall. So let me just say, though, I mean, here's my point, right? If, if Luther Burden is that level of a talent, and if Sam Horn is like an all-SEC level quarterback – then Eli Drinkwitz is going to look like an amazing play caller. And if Sam Horn is not, not that, and if Luther Burden... Yeah. Go ahead. We just need decent quarterbacking. We just need decent quarterbacking. That's all we need. But 
we had extremely sub But it, I agree. But score. but but my point is, if you get decent quarterbacking and decent receivers, like then you're going to have a decent. My my point is, it's much more the great play call. I don't believe in a guy being a great play caller versus a terrible play caller in general. I understand there are levels of it, right? But in general, I think the yeah, great yeah. play callers are generally great play callers because they have great players. I mean, I couldn't tell you who the who the offensive coordinator on the 2010 Auburn team was. But he was incredible. You know why? Because his quarterback had the greatest season in college football history. And I don't think it was the play calls. I think it was the fact that that was Cam Newton. So I think rather than breaking down, I, I mean, it, it's mostly going to be about what the talent is. It is mostly. But I will tell you this, that, you know, there's a guy up in New England named Jackson Daniels, and he had a great player on his entire 11-team roster for the vast majority of his career up there. So – it can be done. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So also, you have average. You can have average players and end up having a very successful offense because the coach just really is one step ahead of all the other good coaches. That's yeah, true. One and a generation coaches. So in general, I can't even disagree with what you said. But it can happen if you find the Andy Reid or the Mike Marks or the whoever you want to name. But um, I just think that um, our quarterbacking. People have not really sat back and rewatched. Not bad. This quarterbacking has been almost as poor as our defense was the first half of the season. That is just how bad our quarterbacking has been. He threw for sixty something yards today. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. We're we're gonna so many levels between what we have and amazing or all SEC that if we just jump up into one of those quarterbacking levels, then you have. A good, the great players around that quarterback. You just need a decent quarterback, and you have an O line, and we have Here, Cooper. Here's we have, here's we have, where I love it. We have Burton. We have a lot of receivers, not just one. Jeff, here's where you and I disagree. I don't know that they have any of those great players on this roster. Mookie Cooper did nothing this year. Dominic Lovett did nothing this year. J.J. Hester did nothing. Those guys, not only did they not produce, they lost snaps throughout the season. Their lack of production wasn't because of the quarterback. They weren't even on the field most of the second half of the season. So, like, right now, it is all hope on Drinkwitz, but it's all hope based on rival stars. If these players are what rivals said they are, and if he's evaluated right, he's going to be really good. But if he hasn't evaluated right, and if Rivals has missed, and let's be honest, right now, there's no proof he's evaluated right. Because right now, the best offensive player he has and the only offensive player he has is a two-star that was recruited by Barry Odom. That's the facts. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the receivers, I, I have no answer for you on Lovett. I have no answer on that one. I'm not going to fight you on him. But Mookie Cooper was not healthy in very key parts of the season. And the other part of this is, our quarterback was missing people, and he was throwing interceptions, and they're throwing these running play passes. And so, you know, he sold out on Beatty because he had an ineffective quarterback. So if we have an effective quarterback, then either nothing will change because you're right about our receivers, or it will be like, holy smokes, where was this? It's just like when the wrong quarterback's in, and then the right quarterback comes in. And it just happens. Things change when the quarterback comes in. You never got to well, see this. Yeah, we well, have to see him bench the quarterback when they need to do, and to see what now next year. I would hope it's not going to be Basilek unless Basilek snaps out of his 
whatever he's been in for a year. And it's just, it can change quickly with that position change. Things can go really, really different. Yeah, we'll anyway, find man, out. Have yeah. a happy Thanksgiving and uh, looking forward to the rest of the show. Thank Appreciate you. it, Jeff. Thanks a lot for being a part of it, man. And, and look, Jeff brings up some good points. I, there's a lot of blind faith. And if Drinkwitz is a, as good a recruiter as Rival says he is right now, you're going to be really happy. But he needs to be because he's not just going to scheme average talent to SEC titles. Uh, let's stay in the 314 area code if your number ends in 26. Hey, yeah, this is Tyler. Uh, first off, I think that guy was trying to audition to be your co-host. Uh, <laughs> I need a co-host, man. My, uh, my throat's sore. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, first off, I got to start off with respect for Beatty. I mean, amazing season. I think, you know, one thing, if you want to have a little optimist and you're wondering, hey, where are the playmakers, right, mm-hmm. on this offense, it could be guys that didn't play as much. And Beatty is kind of proof that year three, year four, right, you can make significant jumps. Yes. Now we did see some flashes from him year one, but, you know, maybe there's some optimism there. My question to you is, I think the frustrating thing about phase and outpouring him is, this team really was in it. I mean, this was a chance to win the game today. This wasn't just like, oh, Arkansas was up, you know, three touchdowns and we were never in it. I mean, in the third quarter, we, we had a chance to win it, and it happened. Defense was playing well enough. Beatty had 100 yards in the first half. And my question is, there's a period in the third quarter where you could tell Beatty got that, which is totally understandable because he's just the only thing we have. And what I don't get is, okay, if, they, if Drink is committed to not benching Bayslack, why at least don't you just still have a package with Cook or Macon for that time period when you need to get Baby uh, a rest and say, hey, we're going to put Macon and Cook, we're going to do some Wildcats, some different stuff, we're going to have Cox, Elijah Young, and guys, you guys practice this, these six plays, and if we need you to go in the third quarter to be like our break, you're going to do it. You're going to try and run out. And that's, I just don't get why we never seem to get that because – you weren't going to trust Bazelak to like throw the ball really or, or to make the plays. And so that, I think that was a frustrating part because we did have a chance to win this game too. Yeah. All fair. And look, I don't disagree with any of it. And, and I've, I've got to be clear. This is at least the third game and maybe more where I've said I would have made a quarterback change. Um, so I'm on your guy's side. And again, I think it comes back to, to two options. And one of them is is really bad for you guys. And that is, he really is, even the way he's playing, the best quarterback on this team. And if that's the case, I, I, I'm sorry, guys. This ain't going to work long term. I mean, it just isn't. Um, not unless Sam Horn comes in and is just unbelievable by the time he's at latest year two, right? Because uh, because let's be honest, like that quarterback play today, if that's what you get next year, you're going to be three and nine. And if you're three and nine, you're going into year four in, on the hot seat in some trouble. No question. So that's option one is that Drinkwitz is right that this is the best guy he has. Option two is some combination of Drinkwitz is wrong or stubborn or not really playing for this year. I, I guess that's the other option because it's all I can come up with. And and I don't know what it is, right? I want to be clear. I'm I don't know what Eli has even said post game. Like Mitchell's on the Zoom call with him. Whatever he said, he said. So I think he deserves a chance to explain himself. Um and and, and to so he ex- said he said two things so far. He okay. said 
One, the reason he got asked by Dave uh, why he didn't take him out of like after the interception, and he said he doesn't want his quarterback thinking that if they make one mistake, that they that they're going to yank get yanked, which again is outrageous thinking that oh that was Dave's last first mistake, right? right? Uh, and then and then he also got asked about then Brady Cook, and he said I felt like I needed Cook to go in to see if he could do something for us and make it. I needed to make a change. Which that, makes even less sense. I mean, it was thirty-four to nine, right? Didn't Cook so didn't go in until the I, last series, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the very last series. Yeah. And he said he felt like he needed to see what Cook to do, and he felt he needed to make a change. Which I don't know, made I mean, less made less sense now to me. Right? Literally, uh, all Cook I did, know, I, I think, I, was I, hand off. I don't think he threw a pass, did he? You do not. Yeah, no. Yeah. Not. So, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to hold Eli to the that fire, but right that's there, just right? not true. But that drive right there, right? Cook doesn't. Why not do that in the third quarter again to give and with something to give Beatty a rest too? Because that was the thing you needed Beatty yeah. to try. You're going to have to have him in, right? And so try, it, that was the only thing. And anyway, I'll hang up. And thanks for all the work, Beatty. Amazing year. Awesome. Uh, all props, props and credit. All right, Tyler, I appreciate it, and I'll be honest. I thought in the middle of the third quarter that game became about getting Tyler Beatty the rushing record, and I don't really have a problem with that. I I, I appreciate that he did it, um, but once it was 24-6, I, that's kind of what that game was about, I think. Uh, let's go back, 314 area code. Uh, you still here with me? 314, you on yeah, the line? Yeah, this is uh, – yeah. Hey, Gabe. Hey, thanks for doing this. Um Okay, sorry to, to, to beat a dead horse, but um, and I know the, the offensive struggles are, are not all on uh, Connor. But my question, you know, you guys have written about um, that that Eli really thinks you know keeps playing Connor because you know that gives him the you know that gives Missouri the, the best chance to win. My question is, is, has he ever expressed or has he really ever been pressed on? You know what Connor does that that's specifically better than the the backup. Does he have better arm strength, better accuracy, better deep ball, better decision making, better game plan? Like, what is it that he believes really gives them specifically a better advantage that the backups can't do? I yeah, it's it's a fair question, and I understand what you're asking, but like, it, it put it. From my position, if we're sitting in a press conference and we've asked, hey, you know, why is, why is Basil like the quarterback? You know, did you think about going to anybody else? And he says, I, you know, I kept playing Connor because I, I thought he gave us the best chance to win. I mean, if we say, but how specifically, like what does he do that gives you that chance? He's going to say, well, I think he's the best quarterback. I mean, I think he plays the best. You know, I, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, obviously he can't run right now. Um, and, and really, honestly, has has not since the knee injury shown an ability to run. So, I mean, I he thinks he – the combination of everything, he thinks he's the best quarterback on the team. Now, does he think there are certain things Cook can do better, certain things Macon can do better? Probably. And I could try to get a little more insight into that. I'm just not sure how to really ask the question to get that insight, you know, because, again, if you say, but but – why do you think he's the best quarterback? He's going to say, because I see practice. Um, what about him? Well, I think he he's the best combination of running and throwing. I mean, I'm not sure there's an answer that we can get that really offers those specifics because, I, I, I mean, I think it's just like 
when you say he's the best chance to win, that means you think he's the best whole package of a quarterback. And and again, I if he's right, that's probably even scarier than if he's wrong. Yeah. No, I mean, I get that it's hard to get that specific question out of him. It's just, you know, when you look at, you know, what he can do, it just, and he and granted, he's injured and he's probably not getting a lot of help, you know, on the offensive side, you know, from baby, but it just doesn't seem like right now but, he's capable of, of doing very much, except he probably knows the offense, you know, by far better than any other the quarterbacks and kind of can, can run the full play set, which I, I know. And, and that may be a factor, but also, that point yet. yeah, also this is the end of Brady Cook's second year here. He should know the offense, you know, Tyler Macon, okay. hey, you know, sure. hey, he hadn't been here as long. He didn't play football last year. Okay. But Brady Cook, I feel like knows the offense, you know, um, but it's a it's and I want to be clear, like I'm not trying to dodge asking a tough question to the coach because I, we've asked him what I feel are tough questions. I just don't like I, I don't know. I think we all see the issue and we all are watching this and going, is that really the best option you have? And he keeps saying it's the best option we have. So you just kind of have to believe him. And, and again, the only two solutions to this are he's wrong and he's been playing the wrong guy, which whatever coaches do that sometimes. Right. Or I think the worst option is that he's right. And the two guys he's got on the bench actually wouldn't even be this good. Now the fan base, I think would like to see proof of that, but it seems fairly obvious at this point, we're not going to see proof of it. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Well, appreciate your time today and uh, thanks for doing everything. Yeah. appreciate you being a part of it. Thanks for the call. And, uh, and that uh, that that does we had a had a strong run of calls there. We are open again. If you guys uh, want to call in, feel free to call in. Um, I've got another 10, 15 minutes um, that I can do this before I'm going to have to wrap up and uh, and head over and cover basketball pretty soon. Um, I, I do eventually want to finish this point I was making with uh, with. Tyler Beatty and Denario Alexander. So Tyler Beatty had 1,934 yards from scrimmage, 1,800 or 18 total touchdowns on 321 touches. So that's about, that's around six yards a touch um, with 18 touchdowns for Beatty. Now I want to go back and I want to find Denario's numbers from 2009 uh, because I consider that at least until this point, the best single individual offensive season by a Missouri player. Denario Alexander in 2009 in 13 games had 113 touches for 113 catches for 1,781 yards and 14 touchdowns. Um, so he basically had he averaged 137 yards a game receiving. Tyler Beatty is averaging this year. Let me see, 126 yards rushing, and then he's averaging another 28 yards receiving. So he's about 153 total yards. So Beatty's averaging a little more yards per game, but Denario averaged about twice as two and a half times as many yards per touch. Those, in my opinion, the two best individuals non-quarterback seasons in Missouri history. I'll write more about it on Monday. Let's go back to the phone line, the 314 area code. Who's there? You there? Hello? Hello. Who am I talking to? David. 
What's up, David? How you doing, man? Good, good. What's on your mind? I want to talk about um, next year. Okay. Actually, uh, how the running game will look. Can you do me a favor and whatever device you're listening on, can you turn the volume down so I'm not getting the feedback? Uh, the running, the running game next year, I don't think we have any Hello? idea because it was entirely yeah. Tyler Beatty David. this year. Good, good. How are you, David? I'm, 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 I'm basically hearing this call all I'm, over again. I'm interested in talking about the running game. Next year. Yeah, I'm I David, I'm gonna have to cut this uh, off, man. Uh you, you gotta turn down what you're listening on. I appreciate it, but you're gonna have to call back after you after you figure out the uh the volume. Uh but David was asking about the running game next year. And look, we have no clue, right? Tyler Beatty and his sixteen hundred yards are gone. The entirety of the rushing game after that, Michael Cox, he had, let's see, he came into this game with 15 carries for 138. So he had 18 carries for 150 yards this year. Elijah Young had 24 for 87. B.J. Harris had 22 for 73. So we are talking about 64 carries for 310 yards and three touchdowns coming back next year, if you don't include the jet sweeps and all that. So I don't know, man. I, I don't have a clue what it's going to look like. This whole offense is going to look different. Um, like, there may not be more than about four starters back on this offense, to be honest. Okay, let's go to the 404 area code. Who's there? Hey, it's your man, Alan, man. How you doing? Not bad. What's up, Alan? How are you? All right. Well, you guys went very, very deep in the basal act, uh, so I'm not going to. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to say one thing though okay. regarding the transfer and uh, basal act is going to be there next year. And my opinion for thinking that is, what film work or what is he going to offer another team that would incite someone to pick him up based off of this year's performance? I, I mean, he could he, drop down a level. You know, he could go to a smaller school. Yeah, okay. Let's just leave that there. Yeah. That's my thought, That's my thought on it. Uh, secondly, I think the biggest thing that needs to happen is Drink needs to hire a play caller to save him from himself. Yep. 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 Hello? Yeah. Hello. Alan, you still with me, man? It's David. Okay, David, what's up? <laughs> David, what's going on, we man? We were uh, talking about Mizzou running game. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about it, David. Um, your volume on your computer or whatever is, is coming back into the show. It's basically replaying the whole show to us. I, I got to have you turn it down. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I got you. Okay, so the running game next year, look, the truth is we don't know, man. I, like, it's, it's all gone this year. Like, Tyler Beatty was the entire running game. We don't know what B.J. Harris has, what Elijah Young has, what any of them. Not necessarily what I to talk about what i okay. want to talk about was that uh, there will be a different dynamic concerning considering like the uh guys that we brought on board and some of the dudes that uh the transfers like Mookie cooper okay 
and whatnot, that uh, there might be a, a little bit more of like 30% of the game going to wide receivers in terms of handoffs. Certainly possible, yeah. I think this whole offense is going to look different next year. And and I don't really think we have any idea what it's going to look like because I'm not even sure we know who's going to be out there in the backfield at quarterback. I, I think you're right. This whole thing could look different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and considering, you know, the background of Elijah Drinkwitz and the kind of plays that he likes to run, the uh, dynamic of the whole thing, certainly, certainly something that uh, seems possible to me. Yeah, it, it could look completely different. I agree with you, David. And, and I mean, ultimately, time will tell, right? Um, and, hey, I appreciate the call, man. I got two more callers, and I got about eight minutes left. So I, I got to move on. But, David, I appreciate you being part of the show, man. Yeah. I, th I think we're back to the 404 yeah. area code, back to Allen. I think you got cut off, man. What's up? Hey, I'm sorry. I'm I'm driving back from the game out there. Uh, You're good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. All right, yeah, I, I, I dropped off saying that we, he needs to get a play caller. And did you hear my reference to him with a Madden joystick in his hand? <laughs> no, I, I lost you before that. Uh, sometimes it seems like he the, the game goes too slow for him to make the right play. I think his mind is moving too fast. He can't just slow it down and do the right play. That's why he's doing all these trick plays. Because it's kind of like a kid with Madden, you know, they they do these Madden plays that you would never do in a game, but it's a video game, so it's just exciting to do it. And I think Drink, as smart as he is, and, and, and he might be a great play caller, I agree with the previous caller who said he's expiring, you know, he's trying to be that, but he hasn't done it yet. And I think that the game, he just, he doesn't, it's too boring for him to do some of the calls that will be the right calls. And... I think he needs to give all his plays to a play caller and let them call them at the appropriate times. An old coordinator is very much needed to save Drink's job, to be honest with you. And regarding the quarterback, um, I hope the recruit that comes in can help. Again, he's still a rookie, though. Sometimes we get, get people, you know, try to give him the keys to the car a little too fast. I'm from the old school where the quarterback sat a year or two years before you gave him the whole car keys. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Basilek's bar is so low. I think Drink has put his integrity on the line by keeping him out there. And you said it earlier, I don't even think it was fair to Basilek for him to become this villain. And it's not that he is a villain, but, you know, he's gotten extra boos that he shouldn't have got. Agreed. He shouldn't have been on the field. I agree you with know? that. I agree. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, he's still a, he's still a young man, and you got to protect him from stuff like that. And he was playing horrible. Everybody knows he's been playing horrible. Why are you sending him out there to embarrass himself like that? And, and to me, I think that was a little overkill. And it's so disrespectful to Cook and to Macon. Um, and, and, and any other. So I just want to say that about the old coordinator, which was my point. Get your thoughts on that. And then regarding the defense. Um, I, as great as they played the second half, next year I would love to see us get more aggressive early instead of uh, just trying to um, I, be more aggressive. I guess to set the tone to be, 
I'm I'm missing. Uh, I didn't see how much Nick Bolton set the tone of the defense the year before. I didn't notice how much he was covering up until he left. As far as the aggression, the mentality. Uh, so I just want to leave that out there and get your thoughts on that. Yeah, Alan, I appreciate it. I'd say uh, I, I'd say you know I think it took him eight weeks to to be able to do that, to be honest. They didn't have Bolton. They were learning a new scheme. I think they'll be better at the beginning of the, the year next year. Um, offensively, the play calling, I feel like, you know, again, kind of the same discussion I had with the other guy. I think the best play callers tend to have better players. I, I don't think Drinkwitz has the talent, but I'm not saying he's a genius, but I think if he gets better players, he'll look like a better play caller, um, you know, and, and if he doesn't, but but I don't hate the idea of an offensive coordinator. Now, Drinkwitz could have an offensive coordinator and still call plays. I mean, Andy Reid calls a bunch of plays, but he's not the offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy is. He he does a lot of the day-to-day stuff during the week, so I wouldn't hate that idea, but um, if that's the case, you're going to have to get rid of an assistant coach somewhere because his staff is built such that he's the offensive coordinator. So, Alan, I appreciate the call, man. Appreciate you being with me all season long. I got two more callers and I got like five minutes left, so I got to let you roll, man. Appreciate it, Alan. Let's go. Uh, again, I got two calls, guys. If, if you haven't gotten in, we'll get to you another time, but let's go to the 504 area code real quick. What's going on? Hey, this is Ken. How you doing? What's going on? How are you, man? I'm good. This is Ken. Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the, the, the season and everything. Basically, what I have to say is uh, I, I agree with the call. I think Drinkwitz is a little bit over his head trying to worry about the offense. I think he's in the eye of the storm too much, and he's missing a lot that he, that other head coaches could do. He can learn a lot from Sam Pittman as far as being a little more diplomatic with the entire squad. Okay. I think that he gets a little bit buried, and, and just like the Connor Bay's like, I think he's so invested in that that I think it's, it's stubborn to him. It's, it's kind of coming off as being stubborn. He's so invested in Connor. It's not against Connor, but, you know, Drinkwitz is, he's, he, his, all his goodwill is, is teetering out with Mizzou Nation because we've, we've been screaming that from the beginning of, at the end of the second quarter. Put in Brady, put in Macon, somebody else, please. Give us a chance. Let's get a look at the future. You know, if you're playing, if you're going to play with house, this game was really a game of house money. So it's, it's okay that we could have just tinkered with it a little bit. I wouldn't mind. I think that the, we would have seen how far we could have went with the, with the offense. But other, on defense, I think I think we, as exciting as we ended and as exciting as the D line looks, we're going to start all over getting linebackers again. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be a big question mark. But I, I feel good about what, what we return back on defense. I feel good about Steve Wilkes. I always felt good about Steve Wilkes. I never wanted to call for his head because his specialties, his his expertise is in turnovers. And Missouri has, I don't know how much better in turnovers this year we are than last year. Mm-hmm. But early in the year when we were getting gassed in the run game, that was simply, I knew that had more to do with the D-line coach and what, how the techniques that we were playing. You could just look, we didn't have any push off the ball whatsoever. And, and, I, and I knew that the front seven, was something that would build over time. But I never had any problem with Wilson. I'm glad he's there, and I hope that they can uh, uh, build on next year. Now, last year, Dave, before I get out of here, mm-hmm. you didn't have much faith in this squad being more than five, a 500 team. You thought this year was going to be a step back. Is, is, am I right? I said I thought this year – I thought – it, a step back was possible. I said I thought seven and five was the expectation. Less than that would be a little disappointing. But I did say I thought they lost talent from last year, and so I thought people were out over their skis with some of the expectations. Yeah, 
Right. Well, next year, I think it's a clean slate, which is a good good thing. And I yep. just hope that Drink gives these guys from St. Louis, these quarterbacks from St. Louis. You can't talk about you want to recruit in St. Louis and you don't put the product out there. Cook or Mason would have been fine to at least appease what you're trying to build. You can't be kind of kind of kind of productive with what you're what you're what you're talking about in public. You know. Yeah, um, you, you play the best player. I think that a lot of with 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 Drink in this regard is like, hey man, you talk St. Louis, you talk St. Louis, you got two St. Louis quarterbacks. Let them see in the field when they when obviously they should have been playing two games ago. Well, you play the so best player. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where they're from. Um, and look again. Yeah, I'll give him a pass. Again, maybe he's wrong, and maybe Basilak's not the best player. But you play the guy you think is the best player. I don't care where they're from. But Ken, appreciate the call, man. I got one more I got to get to, and then I'm going to have to get out of here. So thanks for being a part of the show, man. Hey, keep up the great work. I appreciate everything, Dave. You keep doing a good thing, and we need this. We need all the momentum we can get for the fans and the massive out here. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> all right. Dave, appreciate Dave. it, Ken. Thanks a lot, man. All right. We got the 229 area right. code. Are you still with me? You're the last caller if you're here. All right, 229 area code gave up on me. Um, I appreciate that, guys. Again, we're running up against basketball here. So I'm just going to uh, thank you guys for, for the calls tonight. Thank you guys for the calls all season. This has been fun. I've liked doing this. We'll do it for the bowl game um, in all likelihood. And uh, this is something we're going to continue next year in football season and all that. And we'll, we'll maybe have some call-in shows during the offseason here and there and, um, and, and kind of work this into the regular rotation. Uh, once again, want to thank Boulevard Brewing Company for being our partner all season long. Um, they've been with us. And, hey, you guys still got – it seems like Saturday night, but it's only Friday night. You got a long weekend of college football and pro football ahead of you. Go out, pick yourself up some Boulevard. Um, they got beer. They got the uh, fling cocktails. They got quirk seltzers. All very good, um, but this has worked mostly because you guys are here all the time, and and you guys have kept this show going for you know an hour, hour and a half, two hours after every game. And uh, hey, there's a, a lot of a lot of questions to be answered by Missouri over the next uh, month and and next nine months till next season starts. But there is another game. We're gonna have. 10, 12 practices. We got a bowl game. Football season's not over, just the regular season. So thanks to all you guys who were here. Thanks to Boulevard. And uh, we will check in from Mizzou Arena here in about 30 minutes, Mizzou and Wichita State. Stay tuned on the site for uh, continuing coverage tonight from Mitchell 40. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.